0: This is Judaism 101.9 with Rabbi Michael Katz of Elovo. Hi and a good afternoon to you. Welcome. Wonderful to be with you. Ten minutes past two, just gone ten minutes past two on this beautiful Wednesday afternoon here in the Highveld here in Joburg. Um, great to be in your company and to be sharing some thoughts with you on Judaism 101.9. Well, it's uh, certainly been a very, very fascinating month of Adar, but the month of Adar is very rapidly drawing to a close. Today is already the 27th day in the month of Adar, which means tomorrow, Thursday, is already the 28th day, and the 29th, of course, then will be Friday, which means that Shabbat is Rosh Chodesh. On this coming Shabbat, we celebrate Rosh Chodesh, the beginning of a brand new month, and the brand new month is, of all the months, possibly, and probably, one of the most lauded, praised, and famous months. It is the month of Nisan. We begin the month of Nisan on Shabbos. And as we do that, we have a very, very fascinating Shabbat that is up ahead. That Shabbos, this coming one, is a Shabbos on which a very unique thing happens in Shul. If you're in Shul, and I hope you certainly are on this coming Shabbos morning, you will notice that not one, not two, but three Sifrei Torah are taken out of the ark. Three Torah scrolls are read from. The lineup of them is because we have the regular Parsha of the week, which is Parshat Vayikra. We begin a very new book, the book of Leviticus, Vayikra, We begin reading the first portion, the first sedra of the book of Vayikra. We then have Rosh Chodesh. It is the beginning of the new month, the new month of Nisan. Now that would be unique in and of itself, and not um, all that often, but sometimes Shabbat and Rosh Chodesh coincide, and then we would take out two Torahs. One, we would read the Parish of the week, say Vayikra, and then A special portion of the Torah which describes the sacrifices that were brought on Rosh Chodesh. And those sacrifices that were brought on Rosh Chodesh are described in the Parsha, in the Sedra of Pinchas. Which occurs and um, is there with all the festivals surrounding it in the book of Bamidbar, in the book of Numbers. And then we have an added beautiful and wonderful and once a year Only um, Sedra, a special parsha, a special segment that is read about Shabbat Hachodesh. It is Hachodesh, the first mitzvah that was given to the Jewish people as a nation. It was a mitzvah that was given to the Jewish people before we left Egypt. Remember, a tremendous amount or the majority of Jewish law, Jewish thinking, was given to us, of course, when we were um, already in the desert. When we stood at Mount Sinai um, a number of weeks later and we received the Torah, there we got everything that uh, the Torah contains, of course. But there were some mitzvot, and this is one of them, (coughs) that was given to the Jewish people before we actually got out of Egypt. We were told, as God instructed Moses and Aaron, HaChodesh Hazelachem. This should be the first of your months. This should be Rishon Hulachot Sheyashana. It's the first of your months. This must be your month. And this month is going to be unique. It's the first of the months. And it's from this point that we start numbering the months. The Torah itself does not speak of the Jewish months by name, but rather by number. And this is number one. Month number one is Nisan. Number two will be Iyar. Number three will be Sevan. Number four will be Tammuz and so on and so forth. We keep on moving through the year until Adar, which is number 12. But good news is Adar can also be number 13. It can be 12 and 13 if we have a Jewish leap year in which the month of Adar is repeated. But for all intents and purposes, we have to understand, we do understand, that Nisan is the first month. It's the first of the months, which, of course, raises all sorts of interesting questions which we'll discuss in a moment about the conflict between Nisan and Tishrei. Tishrei, which is the month in which we celebrate Rosh Hashanah, that is the beginning of the year. We have a very, very strange calendar, a very strange setup in that the years are numbered from Tishrei, but the months are numbered from Nisan. And so this is the first of the months Nisan, Beginning on this coming Shabbat, and there is a special Torah reading which is all about Tachodes Hazelachem, about that mitzvah and all its finery, right up to the fact that um, the Jewish people were instructed to eat matzah, and of course we're preparing for the exodus from Egypt, and this becomes a central theme and a central turning point in Jewish history. It becomes the pivotal point that we keep on referring back to, if you think about it, in our prayers. More often than not, we're referring back to our exodus from Egypt rather than any other point in the entire Jewish history or the history of the world. We don't that often say that this is a remembrance for the creation of the world, but we do always say this is a remembrance for our exodus from Egypt. And so on this Shabbos, with our three Sifrei Torah, with our three Torah scrolls, we are reading from the regular Parsha of the week, although there's nothing Regular about a Parsha of the week, but you know What I mean, it is in the Order of the way that the Parshiot Occur, and this is Vayikra Second Torah We're going to read all about Rosh Chodesh and Sacrifices that were brought on Rosh Chodesh And in the third Torah we're going to read about HaChodesh, and of course the Haftorah Is going to be the one that Is fitting or is suited To HaChodesh And some add A line or two from the Rosh Chodesh, um, a regular Haftorah that would be read on every time that Rosh Chodesh occurs on a Shabbat. So a very, very fascinating, unique Shabbos experience. It is not often that three Torahs are taken out of the Oren Chodesh, and that in itself should be a sign of the greatness of this coming Shabbos. In fact, it's perhaps something that you right now could just think about, And uh, maybe come up with your own um, selection of answers. Uh, How many times or when do we take three Torahs out of the Orn Kodesh? How many times in the Jewish calendar year are three Torahs, Dafka three removed from the Orn Kodesh, from the Ark? And if we think about it, we will know that it's quite a rare occasion. It's not often. More often than not, we do see one Torah being taken out. It is sometimes two that we see being taken out. For instance, every Yom Tov, every Chag, we take out two Torahs. Every uh, Rosh Chodesh that would occur on Shabbos, we take out two Torahs. We've seen two Torahs being taken out for the three special sedras, the three special Parshas that have been read so far in the run-up to Pesach. The first one being Shkalim, which was read a couple of weeks before Purim. Zachor, the week before Purim. Para about the Para Duma, about the red heifer that was read this last week. And then, of course, the last of the four, four essential special Shabbos Parshas that are read in the run-up to Pesach. And this is the last one of those four. It is HaKodesh, coming up on this Shabbos. But the uniqueness of three Torahs being taken out of the Aron Kodesh only occurs on a few very rare occasions. Well, have you got it yet? Have you thought about it? Do you know what they are? Okay, let's go. Number one, I suppose people thought about, is that everybody knows the scene on Kol Nidre night when three Torahs are taken out of the Aron Kodesh. Three Torahs stand around the Chazin as he utters those famous words of Kol Nidre, as the community respond. As we're in that awesome moment, there are three Torahs. Perhaps it's a little bit of a trick there, though, and that is that the Torahs aren't actually read from. They're removed from the Aron Kodesh, they're removed from the Ark, they stand around the Chazin, and that is the be-all and end-all of that experience, three Torahs out of the Ark, Three Torahs put back in the ark, they're not read. What are the other occasions where three Torahs are read, or that we remove three Torahs from the ark? Have you thought about Simchat Torah, Simchat Torah? We take out three Torahs. From one, we would read the end of the Torah, V'zois Abrocha. And the second one, we would read B'reshiz Bora, the beginning of the Torah from B'reshit, Genesis. And from the third one, we would read the uh, special reading Or the special uh, sacrifices That were brought for Shmini And Simchat Torah Or as it was known as Shmini Atzeret um, Is read from the third one There is only a one other Occasion when three Torahs could be uh, Read at once Three Torahs read, taken out of the Ark and read from And that is if Shabbat and Chanukah and Rosh Chodesh Coincide. I'll be back with you Right after this This is Judaism 101.9 with Rabbi Michael Katz of Elovo. Now, if we take a trip down memory lane and we think about what happened on this fateful day, on this special day, on this exciting day called Rosh Chodesh Nisan, which is going to be celebrated, as we told you, on this coming Shabbat, if we go all the way back to the beginning of time, there is a debate in the Talmud in Rosh Hashanah which cites two opinions as to the date of God's creation of the universe. According to Rabbi Eleazar, the world was created in Tishrei. The sixth day of creation was the day on which Adam and Eve were created, was the first of Tishrei, and that is celebrated every year, as we said before, on Rosh Hashanah. But according to Rabbi Yeshua, the world was created in Nisan. What does it mean if we interpret this, um, and there are many interpretations, one of which we'll add a little bit later on, The Kabbalists, Hasidic masters, um, they uh, put across to us that the deeper meaning of these two views is that the physical world was created in Tishrei and thought or the idea of creation was created in the month of Nisan. We'll come back to that a little bit later on. But if we um, fast forward in Jewish history and we think about our patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, who lived between 1813 and 1506, before the common era, so um, going back a um, millennium and a half, at least, before um, the common era, we have, according to the Talmud, that all three of the patriarchs, of the Jewish people, Avrom Avinu, Yitzchak Avinu, and Yaakov Avinu, were all born and passed away in the month of Nisan. So the month of Nisan, is the uh, month in which all our patriarchs were born and all our patriarchs passed away. In the year 1313, before the Common Era, is uh, the time that we recorded before Which was the time when the Jewish people were instructed through Moses and Aaron that um, we need to take a look at the moon, sanctify the moon, and set in place a Jewish calendar. And the calendar needs to begin from the month of Nisan. This is the first of the month of Nisan, which is coming up the Shabbos. And it brought in the very, very first concept of a calendar that was different from all other calendars, a calendar that combined and put into place the concepts of uh, of months, years, cycle of the year, the recurrence of the Chagim, of the festivals throughout the year. This was all started 1313 uh, before the Common Era. If we think a little bit further than that and we go um, to thirteen twelve before the Common Era, so one year later. It was on the eighth day following the seven day training and initiation period, that the portable Mishkan, the Tabernacle, which we have just completed reading about in our Parshiot in the Torah, the last number of weeks we've been enumerating and elaborating on the construction and the actual functioning of The tabernacle. We now come this week to Parashat Vayikra, where we talk about our our Veda, our service, the actions that we needed to take, the sacrifices that we needed to offer in that place. This was built by the children of Israel, of course, in the Sinai desert. It was actually erected on the eighth day, which, believe it or not, was Rosh Chodesh Nissan. Aaron sons Began then serving as the priests And the divine presence came to dwell In the Mishkan Special offerings were brought Including a series of gifts By Nachshon bin Aminadav The prince of the tribe of Yehuda And then similar offerings Were brought for the next 11 days By the other tribes of Israel Something else happened In that same year And that was on the day the Mishkan Was inaugurated Nadav and Avihu the sons of Aaron each took his censer, put a fire in it, put incense on it and offered a strange fire before God, which He had commanded them, which had not commanded them to do. So the concept of a strange fire, a strange offering was one that was not godly ordained. It was something that they brought of themselves through their own spiritual fervor. A fire went out from God and consumed them and they died. All of that. Believe it or not Happened on this special day Of Rosh Chodesh Nissan, Which leads us on to understanding The real power and the real importance The real strength Of this very very fascinating Very powerful very important day And therefore quite appropriately of course That it is on this year Rosh Chodesh Nisan That we actually read from three Sifrei Torah Looking at our offerings in the temple Looking at our months and cycle of the year, and then looking at the concept of Parshat haChodesh. Let's go back a little bit to something that we've mentioned before, which is the idea of the argument that took place between Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yeshua about when the world was actually created. We said, Rabbi Eliezer said, that the world was created ending the creation at the beginning of the month of Tishrei, which was the day on which man and woman, Adam and Eve, humankind were created. And God put into play all the facets of this great and beautiful world that we're gifted with. Rabbi Yeshua says it was Nisan. Are they arguing? Is there a difference between them? And why is it and how does it work that we celebrate them both? That we look at the month of Tishrei? As being the beginning of the year. And of course that is our time of Rosh Hashanah. Of Yom Kippur. And all the Chagim. All the festivals that occur at that time. We do Tshuva. We repent. We celebrate the birthday of man. As though it is our own in a way. Introspecting. Thinking about our own lives. And the things that we need to take to heart. And that we need to accomplish. Achieve and do in the coming year. When it comes to Nisan. We have a. Kind of a different take on it all This is not a day of Deep introspection Although possibly it could be This is not a day on which We um, stand in shul for hours on end Although three Sifrei Torah Are going to take a bit of time to read But it's nothing like Rosh Hashanah So it seems to be That the one Has a much more spiritual Kind of a dimension And the other one A lot more Let's call it festive We're headed for The Chag, the festival of Pesach, the greatest Chag, perhaps, in the Jewish calendar. The idea of how we got out of Egypt, it speaks to us of redemption. It speaks to us of a uh, darkness and a slavery that we were thrust into and that we were embedded in for hundreds of years and that we managed to escape through God's wonders and miracles. It speaks to us of the miraculous. And perhaps there is something very, very powerful and very important that we ourselves need to take to heart and to mind and to soul and to think about and contemplate and talk about when it comes to this seeming contradiction and this um, argument between the two great sages, Rabbi Le'ezer and Rabbi Yeshua, and the idea of what this month of Nisan and Achodesh Hazel Achem, this Parshat Tachodesh, is truly all about. When we think about the creation of the world, we often speak about the idea that God created the world and the name Elohim. God's name, Elohim, is used at the time of the creation. Breishit bara Elohim. Third word of the Torah, God's name. And it's the name that starts with an Aleph, and then a Lamed, and then a He and a Yud and a Mem. We have God's name spelt out in that fashion. And we're told if we look at it a little bit deeper that That is God and his powers in creation. God investing himself, placing himself, um, condensing himself to be in every facet of creation. But God in nature, we're even told that if we take the word Elohim and spell it out and use its numerical value, it will add up to Hateva, which means the nature. God in nature is depicted by that name. And in nature, God placed all sorts of fantastic, wonderful things, but we start referring to them as natural. It's natural that the sun comes up in the morning. It's natural that uh, the trees grow, that the uh, leaves are green, that the trees bear fruit. It's natural that we breathe. It's natural that we can see. These wonders, we call them natural. But all of a sudden, when it came to The time that the Jewish people got out of Egypt. There were changes to nature. Nature. Was changed by God. No longer were the forces of nature that predictable. The waters. That used to flow back and forth. Could be parted. At the uh, behest of a rod and a staff. Rod of staff that uh, Aaron or Moshe were wielding. Frogs. ...would come out of the river, Um, blood would be in the water, all those incredible wonders, and the angel of death could pass through and kill off the firstborn of Egypt, while not touching the firstborn of the Jewish people. There were all sorts of incredible, nature-defiant actions, and we start referring to those as miracles... And if we take the month of Nisan as it was aptly named afterwards, this first month, it is the month of Nisim. The word Nes means a miracle. A miracle means that the forces of nature stopped, were stopped in their tracks, were completely defied, were turned around, and the laws and the forces of nature were no longer of meaning when it came to that miracle. That is our definition, I guess, as to what a miracle actually is. And perhaps here we have a very, very deep and profound and important message that God was giving the Jewish people at this time. And that was, we as Jews are on a course of nature. We were born. We live our lives. We function. We eat. We work. We do all the things that um, nature requires of us. But then the Jewish people dare not forget And God says, I took you out of Egypt with miracles. And from now on, you, the Jewish people, are going to function according to a different beat. You're going to walk to a different tune. You've got a methodology and a way of life that is going to be different from all the other people in the world. And while every other person or every other creature, every other thing that God ever created functions in a similar fashion, you're going to have the added dimension of the miraculous. The miraculous is going to be gifted to you as a people and shown to you at this time that you leave Egypt in order for you to understand that you have a godly power with which you can change the forces of nature. You can change the course of the world. You can complete God's creation. And from within, although you might feel that you're trapped in this world and you're so physical, Although you might feel that you're completely embedded in the world and therefore unable to actually change it, how can one change things from within? Or as the expression goes, how can a prisoner who's locked up bring about his own redemption? We have that power because God gifts it to us from the outside and tells us that through our actions, through our mitzvot, which we only got a little bit later, and through our actions in the godly realm, we can actually change this world. We can chip away and we can bring the miraculous into the physical. And so that is what this month of Nisan is all about and that is what HaChodesh Hazel Achem is truly all about. Hopefully we can grab onto it with not only both hands but all our hearts and souls and we can put it into practice and bring it to fruition. This is Judaism 101.9 with Rabbi Michael Katz of Elovo. A Thursday night shopping at Pick and Pay Hyper is a very special. And tomorrow night, the 15th, you can learn about how to choose kosher cuts of meat. How to get the most from your cuts of meat? Recipes to keep you and your family's taste buds teased this Pesach. It's happening at Pick and Pay Hyper Norwood this Thursday at 7 p.m. with the big brisket himself. Remember to look out for the deep cut specials between 6 p.m. and 8 p.m. too. See you there. So we've been chatting about this coming Shabbos and the advent of the month of Nisan. And uh, what it actually means that there is an opinion in the Talmud that Nisan is actually the beginning of the creation of the world. Which world are we talking about? Perhaps to suggest it is the beginning of the creation of our world, the beginning of the creation of a Jewish world, of a world in which we understand that while we live in the world, and while we need to succumb to all the pressures of the world when um, it is absolutely necessary, such as the fact that we need to work, that we need to earn a living, that we need to function within the world, we've got to obey the rules and regulations of the country, of the uh, place within which we live. We need to respect all the other people who are around us and all the other facets of this world that is around us, and we've got to respect nature and all that it brings as well. At the same time, We've got to remember that we're here on a godly, divine, spiritual mission. And that godly, divine, spiritual mission perhaps is the very flavor of the month of Nisan, which is that we can and do live in a miraculous uh, world. Our world is not just the world of nature. Our world is not just the world of being down to earth and of functioning within a physical world and only seeing to our physical well-being, our physical needs, our material wealth, Um, all the things that make us seem to want to um, function within uh, the confines of this world. But we need to adhere to what we are really implanted with, and we were really implanted with at the advent of the month of Nisan, which was the idea of a Jewish way of thinking, of a Jewish world, of Judaism governing and dominating over our lives, of the idea that we can, while functioning in a physical world, We can and we need to adhere to the tenets of our faith, of our spirituality, of our godliness, that we need to be able to take all of those things, ingrain them, integrate them, make them um, see to it that we function in an altogether unique, spiritual, and uh, miraculous fashion. To simply uh, succumb and say we are just like everybody else or everything else, would be tantamount to us saying we're just simple animals. We were created and we're on a path of that creation that was set in, um, in, 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 in into, into being at the time that we were created and we have no power to actually do anything about it. And that is absolutely not true from a Jewish spiritual point of view. We have a miraculous power. It is called our neshama. It's called our soul. It is something that is a veritable part of God himself And within that, we have the power to change our world. We have the power to change everything in our world, and we have the power to make the miraculous come to fruition and come to being in this otherwise mundane, physical, material world. We have the ability to turn a Tishrei into a Nisan. We have the ability to turn a creation into something that is godly, something that is special, and something that is spiritual. And it's a rather simple message but a very, very deep and profound one at the same time. And that is that our power really comes to us from this moment of our Chodesh the moment when God said, this is your month. This is the clock by which you are going to run. This is the calendar that you are going to live by. And these are the facets of your life that you're going to utilize to make this world a much better place. I'll be back with you right after this. This is Judaism 101.9 with Rabbi Michael Katz of Elovo. We almost got into a song there, but uh, decided rather to come back to you just to sum up in the last few minutes of our um, uh, time together on this uh, Wednesday afternoon, preceding Rosh Chodesh Nisan, preceding Shabbat HaChodesh, and preceding the Shabbos on which we will take out and read from three Sifre Torah, from three Torah scrolls. A very, very special Shabbos indeed. And in these last days of Adar, We're perhaps um, poignantly taking a look back at what happened in the month of Adar, which is dominated by the story of Purim. And in the story of Purim, there are certain kinds of miracles that happen, but they are miracles that happen in a much more down-to-earth, let's call it um, physical, human kind of a way, Um, a decree. um, There's politics and there are people, interactions, And um, we could explain a tremendous amount of what happened by calling it coincidental. But not so when we come to the month of Nisan. Here we transition into something that is much, much higher and much more powerful. Here God shows us, as we speak about at the Pesach Seder in a couple of weeks' time, God shows us not only his finger but his whole hand, a handful of miracles, miracles that are above and beyond, miracles that no one could imitate or emulate, miracles that no one could ever say are coincidences or uh, just occurrences or it just happened in a random fashion. There's nothing random about the fact that God took us out of Egypt and there's nothing random about any of the miracles that he created, that he made in order for us to see that exodus and to get out of there. And therefore, the job of the Jew is to try and understand How we have to integrate the miraculous into the mundane, into the physical. How we have to take Nisan, this month of Nisan, the miracles that it depicts and that it stands for. And make it our Chodesh. Make it our way. Make it our new advent into this world. Make it the very calendar and the very path along which we tread in our passage through life. That we're not down to earth. That we're not physical that we're not material yes we are all of those things but that's not what defines us that's not our very essence and that's not our very being but we are spiritual and we are godly and we do have a soul and our soul can dominate our physical and our power and our strength is all caught up and is all dependent upon and is all part and parcel with of and for Our role that we have to play in this world Which is to bring godliness into the world To invite people to join us in that godliness And to recognize the godly power within everything To realize that our real strength Lies in the world of the miraculous And how we bring it all together How we make it all function as one And in so doing we start to understand The idea of what this month of Nisan And our calendar is really all about And hopefully in so doing will not only bring about um, the month of Nisan, but will ultimately bring about the Geula Shlema, the complete redemption, which hopefully will be here even before the month of Nisan arrives on our doorstep on this coming Shabbat. And that truly will be able to go out of this diaspora, of this Galut, of this exile in a fashion not only similar, but much more powerful, much more beautiful, much more real than uh, the exodus from Egypt um, all those thousands of years ago. Look forward to being back with you again next week, same time, same place, on Judaism 101.9. It's been great being with you this afternoon. Have a great Shabbat up ahead. Enjoy the rest of your week. See you again next week.